This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of the No Sins Podcast. I'm Tyler McHeff, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, how are we doing? Doing really good. Um, I'm hanging in there. Pretty excited for another episode. Spoiler alert, I'm, I'm excited again. I'm doing good, McHeff. You know, it, it feels right to have uh, college basketball back in our lives. I think the funniest thing is the following morning after like the first day of games. I woke up and I was like, all right, time to watch some film. And then I was like, I underestimated how much film I wanted to watch that first day. I was just looking through it. I was like, oh man, I got to really pick my spots here. So um, caught up. I'm, I'm finally caught up as much as I can. How about you? How are we uh, holding up first week back? It was like yeah, uh, it, 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 the elephant off the back. Yeah. Just kind of working some of the rust off um, because, you know, we, we get so excited about college basketball being back and, have a non-high school film to kind of break these guys down and really scout them for the draft coming up. And just that first day, it's so exciting. It's like, yes, real games. Here we go. And, you know, I'm just kind of mapping out all the games that I want to watch and, you know, writing down, you know, the names, names of guys to keep an eye on and get to the bottom of it. And it's like, Oh, I have 50 games on my list now for today. That that's reasonable. So now we're going to have to cut, 80% 80% of this out, um, you know, to keep my marriage alive. Um, I'm kidding. That's a joke. People. No, no. My, I, my I, marriage I, is thriving. I um, use that same joke. Often. <laughs> but it, it's just so much on the first day. So it, thankfully games have started spreading out a little bit um, until, you know, we get into Thanksgiving and we get all of those in season tournaments and early season tournaments um, and the, the the floodgates open wide up again, but it, it was a really, f- really fun first couple days. Yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, it's always tough to opening week because 
It's usually some heavy hitting programs playing against lower competition. Don't tell James Madison that. Um, gosh, we haven't given Paige crap about that game yet. So yeah. what, what are we doing? We had to be texted her. MSU alumni. Yeah, I'm trying to play nice. So um, it, it's tough with these opening week of games because, yeah, we're getting so excited. We want to watch the prospects. But then all of a sudden, you know, they're up by 30 and mm-hmm. sitting on the bench. And you're just like, all right, I guess. But, you know, that that's going to change quickly. You know, as we're recording this, um, we're recording it Thursday night. Tomorrow, Metcalf, Arizona Wildcats, Duke Blue Devils. We're back, baby. U of A looked good. They're going to shock the world, beat Duke. I yeah, don't know no, how. Totally. totally. <laughs> Caleb Love's going to get hot and then <laughs> shoot 20% for the rest of the year, but it'll be a glorious <laughs> game. Um, no, but it, I, I actually am excited to see that game. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm excited for this episode because there's a lot of really fun – stuff to talk about there's a lot of stuff we're going to overreact about oh yeah um and there's that's what we do it's it's just been glorious to get some early developments so yeah i plenty of overreactions throughout this episode um you know not that anyone in the draft space has ever done that with minimal sample size um but we're just going to kind of run through our first week or first couple days uh the biggest takeaways um from these first couple games bounce around pretty free-flowing but before we dive into that just a little bit of housekeeping up front um no ceilings plus if you haven't subscribed yet uh please go do so if you uh if you can uh it gives you access to select articles um like ruckers nba breakout players to watch for maxwell's more more stones unturned and our preseason draft guide it also gives you access to our private discord with us and occasional video meetings where we'll sit down and just kind of basically do this we're just going to hang out talk ask ask and answer questions uh get feedback receive recommendations if you guys have um prospects that you think we should talk about or keep an eye on so we're really excited about it we want to try and make it as interactive um with you as possible the early reception to it and the early support has been absolutely incredible. Uh, the no ceilings community continues to blow us away. So we love you all. Thank you so much. Um, also we've been partnering with underdog all season, uh, link and, uh, promo code and are in the description promo code, no ceilings. They are doing a match. They, um, a deposit match. They have a ton of specials every day, every week, where they're just begging you to win money over there. So they they do incredible uh, daily kind of draft stuff uh, with basically every sport going. Um, I've been having a ton of fun with their higher or lower for this weekend. Um, I'm really targeting the Detroit Pistons versus uh, Philadelphia 76ers matchup. Um, I decided to go with Joel Embiid higher than 45 and a half points plus rebounds plus assists. He's blown past that mark in his last couple of games. I'm also going with Maxi lower 22 and a half points. I'm anticipating uh, they're going to throw Asar Thompson on him, who has been incredible on defense this year. And I think he's just going to really give him fits. Um, and even guys like Killian Hayes or Kate Cunningham have a lot of potential to give him trouble on defense and settle down. Um, and then finally I'm going Asar higher 12 and a half points. Uh, he's been in the high, high teens, mid to high teens, um, basically most of the season. So those are the three that I'm going with. Um, use promo code, no ceilings over at underdog or the link. Both are in the description. 
That's all I got. Rucker. I think I think I'm gonna start one too, so then I can just manage and see our progress throughout the year. Um, but yeah, shout out underdog. Just great. Just great people. Um, what do you got for me, Metcalf? What do you got? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's dive into it. First read yeah. reactions. Where do you want to where where do you want to go? I'm gonna let you steer the ship at first. Um, I think everyone wants to talk about Jacoby Walters opening night performance. So let's just let's start off there. Um felt very fantastic to watch. Um I know you were probably doing some fist pumps around the around the room. It it looked legit. It looked like a guy now. As we're recording this, they played earlier today. Um, he only had seven points, I think. Like, he hit it back to earth game, but that's we've been saying this all preseason. That team has a lot of mouths to feed, so it wouldn't shock me if some games is just that. Um, but the opening night against Auburn and in Hallway was fantastic, but Jacoby just did some stuff where you're like, that's also why we're like, hey, get excited about this class. Like, get excited. There's guys like this that it, it, they can take that next step in their development. Now, as we just said, it's overreaction time. We've only seen one game. We're doing a podcast about basically one to two games. There's guys playing tonight. We're going to have to pump the brakes. But um, I'm, I'm, I really am excited for this class. I think it's fun to see a lot of these returners. It's The freshmen have been getting underrated. Like the freshmen have been getting slept on, and I, I think there's some fun talent. What about you? What did you do? You want to start with Jacoby? Do you? Yeah, well, yeah, you already brought him up. You think I'm going to let you move off of my sweet prince? No, I mean, quickly? is there something? Oh God, is there is, something else that caught do? your attention higher than Jacoby? Or no? Okay, no. I. There, I'm just trying to get you rattled not, up. How, yeah, well, for the accomplished, fans, for accomplished. The fans. Um, no, he was incredible on in their first game, and. The 10 free throws really stood out to me. Uh, I think four, seven from three. He was hitting stuff off movement, running off his screens. We really saw the footwork and the balance and the creativity and the handle and the mid range where he had one where 
he went between his legs a couple times behind his back, got to the elbow, did a shot fake because uh, the defender was really tight on him. Uh, did a shot fake, got him up in the air, stepped through, drew the foul and won. It was really, really impressive stuff from him. It was the all around scoring package that we've been talking about him having. And this is kind of the the infusion of the, what he showed at link with what he showed on team Trey young and EYBL over the summer. It's that blend of both worlds. And this Baylor system is a really, really good outlet for him to blend that combination of on and off ball scoring. Um, we didn't see a ton of the playmaking, but I think I was a little underwhelmed with the rest of their guards um, in that realm. So it wouldn't shock me if we see those opportunities continue to grow for him throughout the year in a similar fashion as they did for Keontae George last year. I think he's got some real passing stuff to his game. That's just kind of lurking there begging to be unleashed. Um, I was really, really excited. There's some defensive miscues, uh, mostly off ball, but you kind of expect that with a freshman in their first game with a bunch of transfers and um, whatnot. But I, I, I don't think Jacoby could have played better in his opening game against an sec team against auburn who's a very yeah. good team against a legit team and it's no slander to the other ones out there i think the first game's really difficult um for the freshman because personally i am the biggest grain of salt for that first game because it's their first game at the collegiate level like okay enough of the practices enough of the exhibitions like this is your first game so I'm always just looking for signs of like, okay, is this what I thought you were going to be? Is this the development? And Jacoby was a rare case of, no, you're right away. You're playing an SEC team. This is a tough team. And he almost dropped 30. He looked fantastic. He looked like a potential top three pick. Like he looked like the real deal. But I think we have to remember it's either you're just exploding out of the gate or you're kind of trying to find your, you know, your footing when it comes to playing. There's some other guys that caught my attention that didn't have the hugest box scores, but they really did look solid. And I'm confident about my preseason ranking, but Jacoby does look sensational. I think the big thing with freshmen is it's a lot of peaks and valleys to start out the year. You get really good stuff. Then you kind of get down to earth. And then all of a sudden another great performance, just got to see consistency. So if Jacoby has another great game coming up and then we start getting some consistent, you know, 15 and five, 18 yeah. and seven, stuff like that. Then we're like, okay, now, now everything else can start to come to the tables. Cause he's trying to figure out how to fit in with all these guys too. It takes some time. It that it does. Um, a couple other names on Baylor that I kind of thought stood out. I thought Jalen bridges looked really good as a kind of three and D Robert Covington esque um, wing late late career robert covington not peak robert covington uh the the spot up jumper looked good the team defense looked really good and i think that's about all you're gonna get from him but that's enough to kind of earn a spot on a lot of teams um so i i think he's one to really keep an eye on Jaden nunn was okay he looked like he was rushing stuff a lot defense looked like it did a vcu i think he's going to be a lot better for them as the year progresses uh langston love i thought was really disappointing um it always hurts when the shot's not falling but he just hasn't been the type of player that i was really hoping for out of mount Verde. long season hopefully he turns it around and then eve's missy was intriguing he's super raw um but the motor the athleticism there's stuff to get intrigued with there 
but I think he's going to be a guy where it's either really going to kind of flip a switch for him in a couple months where January, February, um, he really turns that corner or just a big time sophomore breakout guy. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think it was it's interesting because they played today at like 10 a.m. my time, um, which was convenient for everyone that's you know <laughs> working in the middle of the week. Um, and like uh, most of the guys that I feel like I wanted more in the first game had bounce back games today. Like they had good games. Langston Love had 20 points in 20 minutes oh, on eight of 14. Um, none had 15, two and three with four steals on six to ten. Incredible. So that's and and Missy had a great game. He had 10, six, two steals and three blocks on efficient. That's the thing with Baylor this year. They have so many mouths to feed in the backcourt. I feel like if you can't get discouraged if Jacoby doesn't have a 20 point game because the other guys are scoring and um, it's just going to be a fun team. But I think Jacoby's dropped the hammer on opening night of I'm, I'm a legit six, six guard wing, whatever you want to say that can score and shoot. And I love when the freshmen or, or even the sophomores or returners come in and build real estate at the line to start yeah. the year. I think that's a really smart like move and something as a scout, I feel like I point a little, yeah, all right, that's smart. You know, like get everyone else to bite because just just shows a lot of maturity to be like, ah, let me, this is a weapon too. If I can get to the line, this is another weapon of my game. For sure. All right, where do you want to go next? I want you to pick. All right. Uh, just let me pick Jacoby. Let, I want to go ahead. Let's talk Duke. Let's talk Duke. Um, let's talk Duke. Kyle Filipowski was the kind of big standout for me here. He kind of had a typical Kyle Filipowski game, but it really looks like that hip surgery did absolute wonders for him um, in the off season. And he looked so much more comfortable and fluid and agile moving in space. Um, there didn't seem to be a whole lot in his game that looked astronomically different, but the fact that he's moving that much better and more comfortably, I think is a real testament to how versatile of a defender he can be. Um, we kind of saw flashes of it last year, and I thought he was generally good moving in space on defense, but he was still just a little clunky, little heavy, heavy footed, but it looked so much better in their first game. Um, and then obviously their guards, a lot of talent there. What were your takeaways with Filipowski and Duke? I thought Duke looked great. Um, I thought Filipowski, that's probably one of the guys I was a little bit, not all the way in on last year because mm -hmm. I was just like, I, I, I'm, I was just like, what, you know, and I feel like I, I butted heads with Corey a little bit because I was trying to be like, Corey, I need, Corey was in and I was like, I want to be in, sell me on being in. I want to be on that Island with you, but I, I need some help. And, um, just the outside shot didn't really come around on a consistent level. And then, you know, you got some reports this off season that it gained weight and me and you even talked like off screen, we were like, do I want him to gain weight? Like I, if anything, I want him to get quicker. And then the hip surgery, which I was like, that could be something. I was right there with you. I watched him and I was like, Whoa, big fella, you're moving way better. You look yeah. so much more fluid. So, um, surgery can be better. It, it's just, it looked great. He, he looked more balanced to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm going to state this the right way. So you can try to help me clean this up. 
it almost seemed like his body was more on like path with what he wanted to do. And maybe that's just because it was, everything feels so much better. But last year it feels like it was like out of control. Like step behind. Like, yeah. He's so thinking now- I need to move here. And then the feet and the re- the lower body were a second or two behind that. At, exactly. And it, it, the shot looked fluid. Everything just looked great. And then the part like Phil Pauski last year was a weird one for me. Cause beginning of the year, I watched him in those um, big time games open the season. And like, I was like, Oh, this big, huge white dude that just cleans up the glass and just screams. I love him. And and then I just like, oh, well, with the shot, what is he doing? And now you saw in that first game, like he's still finishing and then still got that scream going, still got that passion. So I'm like, all right, big fella, this is this is why I love when guys return because now we're seeing a completely different, more improved player and healthy. Um, I liked what I saw from Filipowski a lot. And I and I really did like the other guys. Who else stood out to you from Duke? Yeah, just to answer Amir's question in the comments real quick um, about Sean Stewart. Didn't play a ton. Um, I was pretty low on Stewart kind of coming into this year. Excellent rebounder, good athlete. Uh, show some promise with like mid-range face-up jumpers. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be a one-and-done this year. Um, I, I think he's still pretty raw and has some work to his game that need, is needed um, for him to take that next jump. But wouldn't shock me if there are minutes throughout the season for him to kind of start working through some of those struggles. Um, I like Stewart too, for what it's worth. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I'm just right there with him too. I don't think this is a one and done guy, Yeah, but there's a world in which I, I feel Stewart has the talent in which maybe year two, there's a huge leap and he's a really nice piece. And, um, but I, I just don't, I don't see the one and done, but it's early. It's early. Uh, the other three big names, Jared McCain, Tyrus Proctor, Caleb Foster, all look solid. Um, they kind of looked like who they are. Tyrus Proctor looked really in control. Um, not, nothing really kind of surprised me with those guys. They were just really effective, and I'm glad that they were running a lot of three-guard lineups. Obviously, probably some of that was due to Mark Mitchell being out, but I thought those three-guard lineups, we talked about it in the offseason, how important um, it could be and how kind of – how much of a game changer that could be down the stretch. So a- a- any kind of takeaways with those three guys? No, it's just funny. I, I was, my head was going a million miles an hour and Duke's um, social media announced the starting lineup. And I was like, Whoa, McCain <laughs> in the starting lineup. And it just didn't even hit me that Mark Mitchell wasn't playing. So um, we'll see if that stays the course, but I thought everyone looked good. I, I really do. I think everyone might have looked and been like, oh, Proctor only at eight and eight, eight assists. And I'd be like, no, he looked great. I think it, he was composed. He took the shots when he needed to. Everything looked right on schedule. I just think that's the thing with this Duke team this year. I think there's going to be a lot of guys that don't put up the numbers, but they're going to be really good players But because it's just a talented squad. We'll, yeah. we'll find out Friday. That's yeah. going to be a great I, test. Final thought for me on those three guys. Um, it definitely felt like Proctor got the vast majority of the kind of on ball stuff between them and McCain and Foster were almost entirely off ball shooting guards. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they get a little more on ball stuff. I think McCain has a ton of playmaking to his game. I think Caleb Foster has a little bit of uh, scoring creation in his game that um, well, not a little bit, a lot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of continue to weave that balance between all three, but it, it felt like a really good start.
Um, where do you want to bounce to next? Um, let's talk about the USC Trojans. Um, I don't know if you've gotten around to it, but I Collier looked very good. Um, I had someone DM me and ask, is Baron Davis a good pro comparison? And I said, you might be cooking with something there. Um, I just am impressed with Collier. This is the thing, Metcalf. We talked about him in the beginning of the year um, before the season started, and we were like, we know this is going to happen. And we can talk about it all the time. We were like, we know he's going to put up big numbers. We know he's going to have these impressive productions. We can talk about it all the time. But then when you get on the court and it starts happening and there's more areas to the game that impress you, not just the scoring, not just the finishing, but like stuff he's doing before the result. Um, he looked very, very good to me. It's a great start. Um, he had a three-point shot that was a step back and looked very fluid. And I was like, okay, I, I, I just need that at 35%. And you can have my interest in a uh, fan club membership. What did you think? He looked like I expected him to. Yeah. Um, and that was a bully. He is so stinking strong, gets to the rim and the paint whenever he wants. Um, and just his playmaking vision and creativity out of those drives, it's always been exceptional. And the fact that he has that downhill ability, that ability to pressure the rim while also being able to then create for others, it's just going to really benefit their spacing and it makes him a more dynamic player. I am not as encouraged about the shot as everyone else seems to be. Um, Oh, I'm not there. I I just, I I don't think, I I don't think he can shoot at all um, for what it's worth. So the free throw thing from McDonald's all American game. I told you this, we had this one. I still think there's a thing. And I think he finished up with the the in-person stuff we saw too. Yeah. At Portland drink. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I, I've, I have a lot of hesitations and I'm going to have to see it at, I need a massive sample size of it before I really kind of start buying into it uh, based on what I've seen in person, what I've seen on tape and what I've heard from others. The the bully ball is so much fun that yeah. I need like the bare minimum for that outside shot. But the bully ball, if you had to take a guess off the top of your head, because we all know how much we love um, college website measurements. Mm-hmm. What do you think USC's website has him at? Wild guess. Uh, uh, weight or height? Both. 6'5", uh, 228. 6'5", So great. I... <sighs> It's just funny because either USC's rounding up or, but then you watch him on the court and you're like, he plays that big. Mm-hmm. I just love his mentality getting downhill. It, it is just like a guy. It it really is a guy that's just like, yes, <laughs> I would love for you to try to out muscle me when I'm attacking the basket because he is just, he is a turbo machine getting downhill and then he just, almost like the juggernaut going right after you. I, I, It's a good chess. It was a good first game, but I'm right there with you. I need a large sample size from Collier. I know what he can do. Mm-hmm. I know what he's good at. I know why he's going to be perfect for college basketball. But taking that next jump, and if he's going to be a potential floor general for an NBA organization, we got to see that outside shot come around too and, and other areas of his game. 
yeah, I mean, we, we said it in the summer when we were talking about him that I, I anticipated him to put up massive numbers this year um, because of that ability to pressure the rim, that freakish strength, that NBA ready strength and first step. It's a combination that 99% of college players aren't going to be able to deal with. So I think he's going to get to the rim basically whenever he wants all season. I can't think of a point of attack defender um, just off the top of my head in the Pac-12 who's going to really give him a lot of issues there. There's probably someone they're not coming to mind for me. So it wouldn't shock me if he puts up 18 to 20 points a game with seven to 10 assists a game. I think he's going to put up bonkers numbers this year. I'm just not sure how it fits in the modern NBA or so. All right. Let me try and pivot this a little bit. No, um, no, because I think he's going to be someone who, where his NBA outcome is going to be come down so much to how the team constructed around him is where if he's put in a team that has, a ton of shooters. They're playing five out stuff. That's where it's like, okay, now I'm really getting excited about Collier's fit. Um, shocker fit matters a lot. And I'm not saying that he's immune to it or an exception or anything like that. But if you put him like on the Pistons right now, Nightmare. it'd be awful. But what if you put him on the Spurs? Is he, is he a better point guard right now than Trey Jones? Are yeah. the are they a bit? Yeah, I agree for what it's worth. Um, although not Popovich thinks so. Not, <laughs> well, they're experimenting. That's no, but I'm saying do. like it's it's really tough to sell the point guard that can't shoot. Yeah, so I I want to yes, and thank he, you. And, and I'm not I, I don't want to come across shoot. too negative on him. Yes, I'm not saying he cannot shoot. It's just it is not a strength of his game. It can develop into being average, but you have to be exceptional in other areas. We're seeing everyone really bring in the dinner bell right now with Scoot Henderson struggling to shoot from outside. But there's also, this is a class with a lot of good guards that, like, I love Tyrese Proctor. I think his shot looks much, much better. Yeah. He's also 6'5". Yes, he's not a bully ball where he gets... It's like, which one would you rather have? Would you rather have the one that smart, good defender, 6'5", with playmaking and offensive upside? Or do you want the transition blur that... What are you getting if he can't be running in transition? And and I'm not trying to compare it to... Like, Collier looks fantastic. I'm very excited to watch this year. I just also think, I'm like you, I need a large sample size. Where you are with this de- defense? There's, it's tough because I'm not first game guys. There's not a lot of guys that really just jump out and just shock the crap out of me defensively the first game. I feel like there was one guy, um, but Collier. I feel like okay. What about you? He's just yeah. a, he's a big sample guy for me. I need a, a yeah. lot more film. Like I. He looked great. It, it looked better than the high school stuff, um, which is really encouraging for me. Um, the defense. Thought, yes. The defense. I, I think thought, there's some stuff there. I've I always thought, thought there was some stuff, stuff was pretty there. rough um, where he, he would just kind of give up on place. But I, I thought it looked better there. The off ball stuff looked like a freshman. The on ball stuff looked a little more competitive. He has the tools to be a freakish on ball defender. 
um, and just an absolute terror. So I think that's the area of his game where if, you know, the shot continues to be uh, unknown, let's say, but he really develops that point of attack defense. That's where it's like, oh, okay, now now we're talking about two, three elite skills here. And that's where I'm like, okay, now now I can really start seeing the top ten stuff. Yeah, that's why we that's why we do our check-ins. That's why we do big board installments throughout the year, which our first big board for all those listening right now is coming out tomorrow morning. If you're listening to this in the radio in the morning, pull over. Look out the big board. Um, that's why we wait. That's why we let these guys develop. That's why they need reps. Just like rookies in the NBA need reps. These guys need reps. So um, I, I, there's a lot of guys in the first game that are the freshmen. Their off-ball defense really scares me. Yeah. And I think it's very obvious sometimes where it's like, okay, so I'm not too worried. But yeah, um, yeah he has. I've always thought he's got some, he's got some stuff to become an on-ball defender, like a really tough one um we'll just wait and see what what else develops what else blossoms yeah uh only other name i thought really worth mentioning from that team uh kobe johnson looked really good um wasn't as high as him on him as others last year i thought he was fine but he's just looking like a really solid reliable two-way low maintenance guard um opportunistic defender the passing looked really impressive um if that scoring consistency can really come around and take that next step for him um it wouldn't shock me if he works his way into the first round yeah those are the those are the guys that you circle easily i mean everyone knows how i i absolutely love upperclassmen i'm always trying to bang the drum for them to get more exposure, get drafted higher. And they always seem to slip later down and end up being a steal. Shout out Marcus Sasser. So it's just guys like that, where I feel like we need to reward guys for going to college for multiple years and telling themselves, I can get better at my game. I can get better at my game. Like we need to reward that. And I think Kobe Johnson is going to be one of these guys. We, keep monitoring and just keeps doing a lot of really good stuff and he's a connecting piece he's gonna be just looks like a a hooper that has a long basketball career ahead of him um where do you want to go next i don't know um we really covered a lot of guys there in a hurry um yeah what am i doing here a damn bona looks unbelievable (laughs) Hey, let me be serious real quick because everyone's going to start laughing and rolling their eyes right when I say this. I It's probably the first guy I texted you about. Mm-hmm. Or no, we were talking about it, but I said, oh my gosh, have you watched Bona? He looks, I know who they played. I know everyone's playing tune-up competition, whatever. Bona, I'm not kidding. I watched him and I was like, I might be putting him in my lottery and i was like he looks like a top 10 guy at times right now he's free throws look better he's swishing free throws he put a couple like shoulder fakes he had a i think a a left right into a lefty jump hook that was like beautiful and smooth then he had a a great post up where he felt the guy spun real quick and threw down a dunk he had three blocks where it looks like he hit the ball and it's still floating through the air right now like he looks really good. And the thing that j- stood out to me the most is offensively, he was 
directing everyone on the team. He was put, he was barking out commands and telling everyone where to go. And like, just looks like a, a, a guy that's taking the next step confidence wise, maturity wise. It also made me quickly realize too, that I don't think mix in worried about trying to play Mara over a Dembona. I think mix saying a Dem's my guy. Cause he a p- couple times pointed and said, post up a big fella. So he looked really good at Metcalf, and I know we've loved him, but he looks mm-hmm. fantastic. I think he he had the point where he could still get out of control crazy and like running down blocks, but he also just looked like now he's got a little bit more timing, um, more not aware is the word I'm not looking for. Polish experience. Yeah, more polished. Sl- things are slowing down. Just like, processing speed. Processing. Up, game there you slow- go game slowed down yeah he's processing everything faster and um that's what really stood out to me i was like oh he's processing everything now he's like a quarterback out there now he's just barking out or even like a middle linebacker if you want to put it that way so just really impressed me it's it's one of those like oh gosh if we get two more games of this i'm i'm in a dangerous world and then i'll feel really good about what we saw last year so yeah and i something i I had a top 20 grade on him um, for last year's draft. Kind of looking like that injury may have been a blessing in disguise for him at the end of last year. Um, Who knows? Uh, I I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten around to that game yet. It's next up in my queue. Anyone else on that team kind of stand out for you um, to keep an eye on or impressive or flashes or unimpressive. Uh, If you want to go down that route. It's just, no, it's just tough with that team because there's a lot of guys that, um, I do believe are going to be, they take a while to get their footing. Like Burke's not even cleared yet, which come on NCAA. Like I, what the heck is this process? Well, they're, um, they're notorious for. Really Mara's going to take some time. So like, I'm not worried about seeing Mara's development until like a couple months in. I just want to see how he progresses. Um, I need to probably go back and watch again. I was just like drooling. Yeah. Like I was like, Bone is going to look the same. I know it. And then I started watching him and I was like, oh my. <laughs> so I'm really excited for you to, you're either going to watch it and text me and be like, you're, yeah, I'm right there with you. Or you're going to be like, no, you got to pump the brakes a little bit. But, I, woof. Um, no, I, it's too early. I, I just need to wait and see with a lot of those guys. They have a lot of talent. Yeah. They have a lot of talent. But I, I need the NCAA to just approve everyone and let's let's go. Who do you got okay. next? Um, Give me someone. Let's go with Ohio State. Okay. Um, did you watch them? Uh, I did. Thought good things. Thought good things. I thought I our, our, very good things. I thought Roddy Gale looked pretty damn good. Roddy Gale looked incredible. Um, incredible is a bit much, but he looked really good, compared, especially compared to last year. Um, yes. And both both of us liked him. I think you liked him coming out of high school. Um, We both liked him. It was kind of rough. Yeah. Someone told us we didn't know what we were talking about. And then he had a good tournament game. And I was like, that's the player (laughs) I've seen. Like, that's the one that's needs a full off season. You mentioned it with Bona and that processing speed and the game slowing down. I thought the game looked incredibly slow for him. I thought he was just reading and reacting perfectly. He's his ability to attack closeouts and then either finish through contact at the rim or make those or collapse the defense and make those skip passes. It was really impressive. And it wasn't stuff that we were seeing from him last year. So 
I, I loved what he showed. The shot didn't fall, and that's going to be the big thing with him because he is kind of a little undersized combo guard, which I'm notorious for getting burned by. Um, so, you know, maybe I haven't learned my lessons, but the defense, the passing, the decision-making, the the mental approach that he showed, I thought was really impressive, especially, um, and it was just really tangible growth from last year. He looked to me like he had more... Um more feet the feels really starting to come alive where like he feel like he had some floaters and and driving the lane where mm-hmm. i was just like okay this looks like some veteran type of feel right now this looks like the uh eighth or ninth got eighth or ninth year nba veteran that's he doesn't have the same athleticism he used to so he had to figure out how to you know just just score with feel and creating little windows and feel like that's the stuff where you understanding the hesitations and how to use them. If you start really doing that, then the outside shots going to start coming around that it's going to be a fun player. Like we just talked about Kobe Johnson. I feel like Roddy Gale could be one of those like sleeper guys that go a little bit later than maybe, but I just like his game. I think he's got a really intriguing tools. And then I thought Scotty Middleton looked great. Looked very um, good. Very good. Very, very good. Um, Did he look so- kind of skinny? Yes, but he also looked bigger than six seven. Okay, he, lo- he looks like he stretched out a little bit. He he looks like he might be six seven with like a plus four wingspan. Yeah, which is a very tall, yeah. very favorable wing formation. But yeah, he looked a little skinny to me, which makes me even more intrigued mm-hmm. of like that filling out. Um, I mean, he's listed at like 190, I think. Or I think he's like 6'7", 190, which is a skinny human being. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I understand what you said. Like, when I was lost, like, like not, really not, not in a bad way. Like, I, I think he's strong. He plays physical. So, I'm not concerned about it. He just looked a little leaner than what I remembered in the high school stuff. But maybe he grew an inch or two and it just stretched out a little bit. Or I'm to, losing it. I have to admit, I don't know why it's making me laugh, but every time after they score, when he runs back to get back in defense, it it looks like a cartoon character running off screen. I don't know why <laughs> it just he runs really funny. So that made me like kind of chuckle every time. I was like, why is this so funny to me? But no, they both look really good. Uh, um, I I think Bruce Thornton is a guy to just kind of keep an eye on. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm just struggling to really buy into him. Uh, there's some impressive stuff when the shots falling and he's hot. He looks incredible when it's not, it's just like, eh, okay. So I, I I'm intrigued to see just kind of how his overall game uh, develops. And then Felix Okpara, their center, I thought was really, really impressive. Um, still pretty raw. Uh, doesn't have a whole lot on the offensive end, but he's really low maintenance. They're good rim runner, just good play finisher. Um, but it was the defensive end that I thought he looked like he took a, big jump where he was just really controlling the paint, covering a ton of ground. Um, so maybe not a this year guy, but I think junior year, it wouldn't shock me if he just has, if he, he that's when he really turns the corner and just kind of starts putting on the show on the defensive end. They had a really fun team. Yeah. I'm like um, excited for weekend college basketball with Ohio state, like starting early. I feel like this team's going to make me watch a lot of those games. And I have a lot of really close friends, including Metcalf, that are diehard Michigan fans. So I can't usually say that sentence out loud or else I get some some angry comments. So 
Um, but they're going to be fun. They got a lot of intriguing talent. I really like Roddy Gale. Okpara has caught my attention last year. I think this year, another guy, like you just said, um, and you know, Scotty looks great. It's a great start for Scotty. I don't, I'm not a guy that I need to see too much from these freshmen to start out. I just need to see that you're comfortable and that we can work with something and continue mm-hmm. to let this develop. And I, I think Scotty Middleton showed right away, like checking the box scores. Cause a lot of these, some of these guys don't start out of the gates. Most of them like, don't. Most of them don't. That's what everyone's got to remember. So it's like, you got to earn your starting role. You got to earn your minutes. And I think, it quickly became evident that I was like, Scotty needs to get minutes. He's, he's going to be yeah. inserted quicker than, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, i trying to think of somebody else. Who else caught your attention? I have to give a shout Let, out. Let's talk Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> Flip the whole mindset. <laughs> um, okay. Well, give, let me get a quick shout out. Arizona rolled a lot of big people or a lot of people scored and had really impressive box scores. I think everyone needs to um, keep an eye on KJ Lewis. Probably one of my favorite performances um, from the opening week. He was possessed defensively. Um, Corey and I kind of talked about him being a little bit of a sleeper guy to keep an eye on coming into the year. I thought there was gonna be it was gonna be too tough for him to earn minutes. He showed in that first game that he's gonna earn minutes with his defense. He made some great passes. He's just one to keep an eye on. Six four freshman athletic. I'm sort of hoping he just returns because then next year they're gonna be a powder keg to deal with. But anyways, um, let's talk Kentucky. Um <laughs> The thing is, Metcalf, I was like, I, I'm more optimistic, I feel, about the Kentucky team than you are. Probably. I think DJ is going to be fine defensively. Um, I think Justin Edwards has had a couple of games where it's just the shot has struggled, and I'm not hating the shots he's taking. No. I think it just hasn't fallen yet. So, like, I, I feel like he needs that one game where it's just like, Edwards had 23 and eight and five. Not too big of an ask for an incoming freshman, but he needs one of those games where it's just like, okay, like finally, because I think the lot exhibition games, the scrimmage games I watched, like the shot just wasn't falling. And I had no problem with the the shots, the decision makings. But when you start getting into like a streak of like, oh, it's happened for five games straight. Then I'm like, okay, now I'm annoyed. And I even texted you. I was like, I feel like he's going to be a guy that trickles down a little bit on boards, then goes back up, and like we're just all annoyed. Um, Dillingham looks better to me. Mm-hmm. Going to say this. Dillingham looks better to me. I need to see much more with him. That's a sample guy or a sample size guy for me. Um, who else am I missing? Oh, I, I love a dude, the arrow. That's just yes. a guy. I thought I he was a big standout in their opening game. Just ton of energy. Um, he looks massive, uh, like a defensive end. Um, just kind of one of those guys who's like doing like the dirty work, the scrapping for loose balls, um, fighting around the rim, doing the stuff that most people don't want to do. I thought there's also some like really promising stuff with his like slashing ability and just kind of ball skills in general and just how he got to the rim pretty consistently. Um, so I, I, I thought he was a big standout. 
in there. I think he looks fantastic. Yeah. I think he's going to. You think he can shoot? I I don't think he's a guy where it necessarily matters, but. I think he's going to be. I think it's going to be respectable. I think he's going to turn into this. This utility knife. I think, I mean, this is a former guard, point guard recruit that grew a bunch, gained a bunch of weight. Now he's got, so he's got those skills and now a small forward, small ball four um, body with an impressive physical frame and everything's kind of coming together. And I think like he's nasty. He's an energy guy with, power and i think he's got some defense i think there's just a lot of tools that really could blossom i think he has he could be a first rounder this year i really do think that he's on that path that he could be a first rounder and probably one of the kentucky guys i'm the most excited about like i know i have edwards very high but like fiero i would be terrified of some playoff team getting him I feel like he's the guy that you're like, oh gosh, the Denver Nuggets got this guy. You know, there's just like someone like that where you're just like, the rich is really getting richer. He just seems like a great, great talent. Uh, I thought Reed Shepard looked so much better than I thought. Um, he's a bucket. Loved, loved him in the McDonald's game. He was bucket. a pest on defense. And yeah. his, his hands on defense are outstanding. Um, his so, parents were in the stands wearing matching Kentucky shirt or sweatshirts. And I was just like, those parents, and they were well, both hoopers. They, they both played there, right? And they were both hoopers, but uh, like matching hoodies. And I, it'd be so funny just to hear like their critique of his game. Like, I wonder if the mom's just like, you got to drive to the basket more. And the dad's like, well, you know, well, I think he, he got lucky. I, I think at McDonald's, uh, he described his mom as like the much better player. Yeah. Uh, he said, mom, mom's much better. And I was like, oh my goodness. Um, I thought Jordan Burks was kind of interesting. I thought his team defense was really good. Um, just someone to keep an eye on. Didn't really do anything on offense. And then I, I really think Antonio Reeves could be a guy. Um, just going to shoot the shit out of the ball. That's about it. But if you're looking for an off ball shooter in this class, um, I'm not sure they're going to be a ton better than him. Um, yeah, I saw this from Gregory, this comment was the Arizona guy. Cause I love athletic centers. Yeah. It's KJ Lewis. Um, he only had eight points in his first game, but I think he had like four steals, three assists, five rebounds. He's just, it was just a clear eye opener. Um, yeah, Kentucky's gonna be interesting. Yeah, soccer. But I need I need to see those guys. Edwards is get, is annoying me right now. Or he's not annoying me. It's just like a thorn in your foot that I you're like. More. I need to get this out. Yeah, I need to get that one performance where I'm like, okay, here we go. But the problem is, is I'm starting to get that cold chill in the middle of the night where I'm like, is this gonna be a guy where I'm always wanting more for the rest of the year? I hate chasing the idea. So um, who else you got? Uh, Any other big names or teams you want to cover? You want to dive into like some sleepers or random, random guys? Yeah, we can do either. I'll say I thought Stefan Castle right on schedule. Um, Caravan looks like he's going to be pretty good college player. I don't know. 
He might have a shot to. I mean, he does have a shot. He might have a shot to make some noise. Um, I Cam Spencer for that. I, UConn I, looks I good. Think he looks. UConn's loaded, and we only saw Clayton play like 15 minutes or so. Coming back from injury, to be expected. I'm kind of glad they're not forcing him into stuff. Um, very excited to see what he looks like when that minute low gets up around 30. Uh, and if it doesn't, that's really going to be a cause for concern for me. But I get why. He, he didn't play that much. Uh, Cam Spencer, big fan of his. I think he's got some real shit on defense. Awesome shooter, but also has the ability to kind of play some point a little bit, uh, be that second side creator a little bit. So I think there's more to his game than just shooter. I think Caravan's going to get a, at least a cup of coffee in the league. Castle looked massive. Um, I, I think UConn is absolutely loaded and primed for a big year. Yeah, I did too. They look they look very good. All right, hit me with some uh, sleepers. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go real deep cut right off the bat here. Uh, Bo Montgomery from Holy Cross had a hell of a game against Siena. Um, you have my attention. Good. Okay, tell me tell me some stuff. You have my attention. Uh, I, I I think he's a little older, but really crafty creator, good passer, good on ball defender. Um, I was just like. You know, one of those guys where you're scrolling box scores and you see him put up a whole bunch of numbers and you check it out. It's like, oh, you got a little bit of shit to your game. So he is older. We'll see if it holds up, how real it is. But for game one, I really, really liked what I saw. Um, I thought the big standout that I was not anticipating, though. Um, oh, God, where did his name go? uh the the pittsburgh kid uh six five point guard uh carlton carrington yes he was really really impressive he looked super comfortable out there very skinny but put up numbers across the board really good playmaker great size great length i thought the defense looked really reliable really active on the boards um the shot looked solid i think it's workable Definitely looked more comfortable in the mid-range than from outside, but I, I was really pleasantly surprised with his debut. He looked very good. Um, I, I watched. I went back and watched him. I was like, "That's a heck of a performance." Definitely wanted to get um, get on the rare radar. Um, I'll give a I'll give a shout out. I'm trying to find the box score. So if you have another one, go ahead and then. Um, I'm sorry, um, I'm trying to find the boxer because I have to give the right credit. I have to give the right credit. Um, all right, fine. Here we go. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Joel Armo Trading, Cal Poly Center, 6'10, 225, junior. Yeah, I was grinding. I'm pissed. I'm possessed <laughs> this year. He had 21, 8, 2, and 5 blocks um, in his first game. And they're the most vicious blocks I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I let out a howl and like a whimper one on the first block. Cause it's like, imagine this, you're, you're a point guard. You're driving down the left side of the lane, attacking the basket. And you kind of like stumble, but try to do a half Euro. And then you're like, Oh, it looks like I have a clear shot for a floater. And you throw up a floater. And then this athletic guy just comes out and I'm, it made volleyball spikes look weak. Like that's how vicious it was. He hit it so damn hard. And then like two blocks later, he did the same thing in the baseline. It, it was like spiking it. 
like yeah just a loud thud every time so i was laughing it was just a heck of a performance um so yeah just absolute good um i gotta find another one because there was another great perform- or no i don't want to tell this one because i might write about it i'm sorry i'm gonna Ooh, keep that one to my chest what a tease oh my god I'm, I'm gonna wait and see with that because i might write about it um okay well i'm gonna have to get that from you off air um I thought Keyshawn George for uh, Miami looked really intriguing. He looks massive. The defense was really impressive. It'll be interesting to see what the offense looks like throughout the year. Um, but I thought he was really interesting. Uh, Wuga Poplar had a great game. Wuga. I thought Matthew Cleveland looked a lot better, and I have not been a Matthew Cleveland guy. Um, no, I'm not a Matthew Cleveland guy. Do I have he looks solid. Matthew- <sighs> he, lo- he looked good. Um, Everyone's a Matthew passing, Cleveland guy. Passing, slashing, rebounding. Uh it was a little Kevin McCullough-esque. Speaking of, Woo! Kevin was a bad man. Our boy Kevin. Thing. Kevin! Um, uh, knocking down movement threes? What is that about? Oh, my goodness. Desmond Claude. Getting me feeling some sort of way. Desmond Claude is becoming a guy that I absolutely love. I have to give Bryce a shout-out for turning me on to him in the beginning or in the preseason. He said, look out for this guy. It took me about one game to fall in love with him. Um, if you haven't watched him and you liked Colby Jones last year, imagine if Colby Jones had about 15 more pounds of pure muscle. <laughs> That's what Desmond looks like. He just looks like a heck of a player. Um, he's out of Xavier. So I'm excited to keep watching him this year. I thought Keyshawn Gilbert showed some flashes. Zerick Phelps out of SMU still does stuff on the court that just gets me excited. So I'm trying to figure out if hmm, we're getting the, the next year. Well, I thought he looked good. Oh, I saw your big board. No, I, I, that's the problem <laughs> this year is I have a lot of names and, um, uh, Silas Damari jr. From Georgia. What thought he was impressive again. Shout out to Bryce. Um, good athlete, some really promising stuff on defense. He's just going to be, what's the shot like? Um, I think that's all I got. Yeah, I had some others, but I just don't have them in front of me. I thought Reese Beekman looked good again. Shocker. Um, the problem with these first games is some of these guys look good and they didn't put up like, it's like, okay, let's wait to see how you build off this. Tucker to breathe. Mm, haven't watched yet, but numbers. I haven't watched Woo! yet, but I saw the numbers. Oh, I will give a shout out to a friend of the program. Dylan Jones looked oh, fantastic yeah. in his first game. At Weber State, he looked great. I think he had like 20 and 10 with a couple assists. Talk about a guy playing a different speed right now. You need to go watch him. Have you watched the game yet? No, it's on my list. It looks like a 2K professional playing rookie. Yeah, He he just looks like he's like, this is my year. Like he, he was running the offense. They have the ball in his hand all the time. He's making the right reads. But he looks like he's just like, I don't know. It's hard to explain the first game. So like, I was like, "Ah, I need to see some more competitive stuff, (laughs) but um, no, there's a a lot of intriguing performances. International guys are starting to make some noise. Um, Great to see Trevon Brazil back in and kind of looking like his normal self. Um, How how did he look? I tried watching that game, but the the video quality was so awful for me that I could, I couldn't, I think it's just keep it on. So I I was just going to grab their next one when you're evaluating guys like that, that have a traumatic injury, that season ending injury, not traumatic, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like you're out for a year. Um, I think the start he had was perfect. 
You just okay. want to start out and look solid and then build off of that. And um, I still think he's going to end up being a first rounder. I really do. Now, okay. we'll see yeah, I no, I, I think that makes sense, especially in this class that has so many questions. Um, well, I just, I think it, his game is built right now for what the NBA is. Like it, it, he, and you know how, what I'm saying, like he needs mm-hmm. to take strides defensively. He needs to do, but I mean, exhibition games, I, he showed me that the athleticism vertically was back. Um, and now it's just like, okay, can we get the rust off? Let's, let's yeah. get you back rolling. Cause I'm excited to see him. Um, oh, we didn't mention Riley Kugel looked good. Mm. Very good. Okay. Very, very good. Cool. Um, Gregory in the comments, just asking off topic a little bit, but uh, Nikola Tovich, how high can the hype carry him? We'll show that um, on screen. For some people, apparently top 10. Um, I have him at 23 right now. I don't really get the people describing him as a dribble pass shoot um, player because I think he's missing one of those, which is pretty crucial. His rim pressure and at rim scoring are incredible. Playmaking incredible. Defense non-existent. Um, shooting, I don't love, and I'm not sure I buy it. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. He's so much damn fun, though. I think on the, I think on the last board, or I think on our first board, I had adjusted and moved him higher. Here's the thing with him. I get why it's so excited to get Mm -hmm. all hyped on that because he's been a productive beast. Um, But often when you see guys like this storm up boards, now you're going to get more eyes on you than ever because now everyone's going to try to figure out like, okay, are you worth this? Or are you putting up big numbers overseas? Alperin Shangun. Everyone was like, but the competition level, but Topic is playing for mega which everyone knows has a reputation of being one of the top programs in overseas, but it's, I'm in wait and see mode for him because I think he's going to have some, some slow games. He's been so awesome. He threw some passes last game where I'm just like, my goodness. Also Gavoni had him at six, seven, which I was like, we're getting from six, five or six, four, six, five to six, seven different worlds. So I'm in wait and see mode there. I think he's incredibly gifted offensively. Yep. Probably the guy that I'm going to slowly start watching closer than everyone because I've moved him up a bunch. I think I have him in my lottery now after having him much lower. Um, And when I move a guy like that, like I will be honest with everyone. I feel like my third board of the year is usually when I'm starting to like, okay, the picture's getting a little clear. Now I got a canvas. I can start painting because I can actually kind of see where I'm wanting to go with this. But I feel like the first one's always throwing darts. You're trying to figure out where to place guys. I think the second, third one, or I like to call it moving day. Because <laughs> it, it's like you're moving guys like Keegan Murray. Um, who was last year? I just wrote about this. Uh Keegan Murray moved so much the one year we didn't even have him in our first round for our first one. Um I'm blanking on it, but someone last year too was like, wasn't even in our first round for no ceiling. Like there's just always guys that move like crazy. I think we had Brandon Miller, like 13th or something on our first one. It was ridiculous, but maybe ninth. 
it just moves. Everyone moves. Like we have to wait and see how these guys adjust. Topic is climbing a lot because he has a lot of film to look at mm-hmm. right now. And he's been productive. These guys just started. So it's going to be interesting, but he is very talented. Very, very talented. Okay. Rucker, uh, let's wrap this up. Final two segments here. What's the best thing in the basketball world that you've seen recently? Um, I'm going to give you no, because that's what you're going to answer. I was going to say Anthony Edwards in overtime against the Celtics. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Um, I was going to go with that. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave. No, that's fine. That. We, we, yeah. We can just, we can just they look great. poetic about the Timberwolves, the, the you know NBA's number one defense. You know, what's funny is um, all those people that were complaining about how bad the go bear trade like is, yes, it was still an overpay, but right now you'd probably be saying like, he he looks like Utah Rudy. Um, last year was awful. He sucked, and he is moving so incredibly differently this year. Um, and big reason why they have the best defensive rating in the league since the 2015-2016 San Antonio Spurs. Yes, I know there are 75 games left. Let me enjoy this while I can. I agree. And Anthony um, Edwards is a motherfucking superstar. That dude gets it. Oh my God, he is fun. He looks fantastic. Um, I talked about earlier, Marcus Sasser looks fantastic. Oh, I forgot to bring up uh, Zeke Mayo for my sleeper for South Dakota State. He's looked fantastic. Um, Sasser, I, I'm trying to think of specific clips. Uh, what was it? There's a There was a clip of a guy in college basketball. We need to stop doing the turnaway threes. I forget which team. <laughs> I think it's for Nevada. Um, he takes a three, turns to the baseline courtside mm-hmm. fans and like tries to give them a high five when the ball's not even in. It hasn't even hit the rim yet, and it just the biggest clank ever. So he's giving a guy a high five while it clanks. I feel like it's something Jordan Poole would have pulled off, um, which he did earlier this year. It's, yeah, so it's the the Nick Young special. We need to. If there you're not Steph Curry, you can't do it. No, exactly. You can't do that. Like, you need to get fined. You need to get fined or suspended or something or if you do you that. You just have to drop and do, like, 50 push-ups immediately while yeah, the game's, while going, the game's on. going on. Yes. yes I, I'll just go with the push-ups. Shaving. Public, and everyone would understand. We'd be like, way to take, you know, responsibility for your actions because that's just terrible. Yeah. Also, you, like, a coach should be like, you can't shoot a three. <laughs> For the next game, have you practiced that shot? (laughs) You do that, but it was terrible. It, uh, it was terrible. So, and I, I hope it. I think it was yesterday, but whatever. Um, that's all I got really for that. Okay. Um, let's wrap it up then. Green room. We got updated. We have some college games now. Uh, so just to recap. The basketball world's most exclusive club. Only 14 people get in. No more, no less. Uh, once we hit that 14 mark, people can get booted. Green New entrants room. can come in. Um, based on this is not our lottery rankings or top 14 rankings. This is based on potential pedigree, vibes, a lot of vibes. Um, current people who are uh, in the green room. Jacoby Walter, Alexander Saar, Ron Holland, Justin Edwards, Stefan Castle. 
in line, we have Donovan Klingen, Garway Dual, Bronny James, Zachary Risacher, and Nikola Topic. Okay, I think I nominated last time, so I'm going to let you have... Okay, Zachary and Topic was the last one? Correct. Okay. So, first, do we want to boot anyone? Or still no? No, it's not 100% no. <laughs> but it's 99 now. So uh, there is one, but so it's still a no, but it's, you know, it's, it, <laughs> it's it used like, to be like, a no, now it's like a, yeah. hmm. no, not, no, not right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So there's two names. Well, you, you who do you think? Okay. We got, we got um, a long line. We got I, I, I'm, I'm gonna not, we'll, we'll both nominate someone for line, um, and then we'll go from there on it if anyone gets in. Um, no, well, gonna, okay, okay. Oh, we're nominating from the line. No, we're going to oh, add two, two more. For line. We're going to add two more names to the line. And I'm going to have two... to pay an illustrator to draw the line. Okay, <laughs> is, I'm going to have to pay for someone. I'm going to uh, reach out and just pay. Okay, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to nominate a Dembona. Why would you do that so early? Yeah, he's in. <laughs> he's in line for sure. Um, <clears throat> Who are you putting in line? Um, I'm going to put Trey Alexander in line. Oh, I love no, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll put Trey. Yep, 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 yep. I'm going to put Trey in there. I love that. Okay. So we just had the episode, the green room episode of our favorite guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. It's a good list. Um, who's getting in? I, I, I will tell you, I think it's got to either be Donovan or Zachary. But now that you put Bona in line, does Klingon have some competition? Is there a two big man limit? Also, if Bona and Klingon are in the club together, I mean, they're the best bodyguards ever, but who are they the bodyguards for? Are they the bodyguards for Jacoby? There's a lot of stuff we have to figure out. Klingon and Castle now are teammates, so maybe it could be like, a, hey, Klingon's looking out for Castle because he's the new guy on the block. And Klingon's like, hey, I've been here, um, you know, kiss the ring because he's got a national championship. So he's like, I, I'm going to take him under my wing. We can't separate them now that Klingon has the boot off. Like he's we, we, we were saying that we were waiting for the boot to come off. Um, I I am worried. Are we concerned about the current conditioning levels and if he's just going to be kind of a bummer as the night goes on? He's just kind of sitting in the booth on on his own, you know, not really vibing with anyone, just kind of being like, eh, eh, and ends up kind of ducking out early. Irish exits, um, you know. We all know that person. I love being that person. It's incredible. A good Irish exit. Um, but like there's nothing better, by the way. But it's the best. Um, but like here's my, here's my clock, thing. Clock hits eleven and he's like, eh, about that time and heads out. Are we are we worried about that right now? I don't know if I'm worried about that. I also think we're avoiding the point of like he, Donovan's a big guy. He probably knows all of the good late night eatery spots. So we have to take this right, but is it late night or just gr- like a somewhat late dinner? I think it's late night. You think he's making? He put it? on like the big ass shades after they won a title. Donovan Klingon's not a guy going home early. <laughs> he's not an Irish exit guy. I feel okay. like he's a FOMO okay. guy. He can't leave the leave the team early. Okay, um, 
and he, he's got good spots. We can add two. I no, feel like there's no, two guys. One. Okay, fine. Donovan, I feel like Donovan deserves to be in. Okay, you, you, and then you if sold his, me. If his minutes don't start to go up, then we can <laughs> actually bring that to the table. Is Donovan a guy that like has a little like towel over his shoulder while he's in the club? Oh, I don't think he's. No, no I don't. I don't think, I don't he's, think he's toweling off mid club. That's. <laughs> I, that, that if you're like seven two two eighty, I have to give I, you some I, slack. I if you I need a towel, relate. you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I, I, I can't relate. Um, I I don't know where to go from there. Uh, <laughs> okay, so so current green room, uh, Jacoby Walter. That that's just aged incredible. Um, Alexander Sar, Ron Holland, Justin Edwards, step it up, Justin. Uh, Stephen Castle, Donovan Klingen. Uh, we'll we'll revisit next week. Rucker, anything else from you? No. Um, oh, yeah. I have one last thing. Um, review that. Oh, yes. Um, we're going to launch a new show. I think I'm going to host it. And it's not a podcast. I'm going to host it. It's going to be really funky, fun, awesome. It's called Review That. It's going to be on YouTube. Um, we're going to figure out, we might, you know, for No Ceilings Plus people, you might get to see it early compared to everybody else. But basically, it's going to be roundtable style. We're going to talk about NBA storylines, funny stuff, rumors, buzz, draft talk, like what's going on. So basically, it's going to be a everything important in the basketball world or funny. You get to get review on it every single week, and we're touching on the top topic. So um, we wanted to do like kind of a sports talk show that's only basketball. And I'm very pumped about it. I think the first one's going to be me, Metcalf, and Corey. It's going to be weird. And my hope this year is to get some guests on it. So I really, really want everyone to come check it out. Uh, once we post that first one, I think people are going to be in for a pleasant surprise. It's going to be great. Love it. Make sure to check that out. It's going to be fun. Something a little different than what we usually do. Um, and we're going to cover basketball world at large. So Rutgers going to do an awesome job with that. Whole no ceilings family will be on throughout the year. Um, so keep an eye out for that. But he is Tyler Rucker. You can find him on Twitter at Tyler underscore Rucker. I'm Tyler Metcalf. You can find me at TMetcalf11. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and a five-star rating. Until next time, see ya.